welcome to episode number seven of the Optometrist Business School podcast. Coming up on this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about how your staff are costing you the price of a house in lost profit. And more importantly, what you can do about it. The solutions are all coming up on this week's show. So sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Optometrist Business School podcast with John Prowse. As an optometrist himself and with a highly successful private cash-based practice in the UK, this show is dedicated to helping great optometrists become profitable business owners. Thanks for joining and now let the class begin. So this week's podcast was inspired by a true event that happened in my practice a few weeks ago. And I'm going to reveal the story today and it's very important you understand the moral behind the story. Because it's a problem that's happening in a lot of optical practices in the world. And in fact, a lot of businesses, it's a big, big problem. But the business owner doesn't usually do anything about it because he's not he or she is not even aware that the problem exists. Now, what is the problem I'm going to be talking about? It is the problem of getting your phone answered properly. Now, yes, that might not sound sexy. We're not talking about websites because I know a lot of optometrists, they love to get excited about updating the website and new technology. We're not talking about Facebook ads or Google ads. We're talking about the phone, fixing your phone. Now, I'm going to be telling you the problem, the exact problem that is caused by the the phone not being handled in the right way. But first, I'm going to tell you this this story that's happened, and hopefully you'll understand what I'm talking about. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet, because if you understand this problem, and if you just work this year on this one single problem, your practice is going to do extremely well. So what is the problem. So the the problem is the phone not being answered properly. So the story I'm going to tell you is when I had a, pr- a patient and he was about 92 years old, uh, very well-spoken, very, uh, he was affluent and he had v- dense cataracts. His vision, he could see around, it was about 6.30. So it was 6 over 30. So it was it was quite a bad cataract. He couldn't drive. He would be illegal to drive. Um, And for 92, he was getting around really well. So he still had a lot of uh, independence and he was frustrated he couldn't see. And so I explained it's likely to be this really thick cataract. So um, we spoke in detail about having the cataract removed and he was, you know, game on. He wanted it doing. And his wife said to me, look, we're not, short of money I would like it done privately okay now what you've got to understand over here in the UK is it's very rare somebody says those words because most people if they have cataracts they go through the National Health Service and they can get the cataract surgery done for free so I must admit it's not often this happens to me especially in my practice because it's not in an affluent area and so I wasn't sure of how much it's going to cost privately and I wasn't even sure of the referral pathway I did so I 
I asked the, the, the patient and, and his wife if he would just have a seat in reception. Uh, we made him a, a cup of tea. And I went round and said, look, I'm going to go on the phone and I'll get you a price and I'll, I'll see if I can get an appointment arranged for you. So I did. I knew there was a private hospital based in Leeds, which is up in uh, in the north of England, North Yorkshire, and it was a private eye hospital. Uh, and so I googled it, and it was called Optegra. Uh, and I rang the number, and this is where it all went terribly wrong. And this is this is the link to the problem: the phone. This is the first port of call for many many businesses, especially optical practices. So here I was ringing a private eye hospital uh, and this is what happened the lady answered the phone i must admit she wasn't exactly friendly she did her spiel but there was no there was no friendliness in her voice and i explained oh i'm an optometrist i've got a patient here who's interested in private cataract surgery how much would it be if could you give me some prices over the phone please and her first question to me was well what clinic do you want and i said clinic well clinic i suppose it it would be the ophthalmology department and she said to me no no you don't understand we have many clinics what i mean by clinics is hospitals we we're, we're not just based in leeds we have a an, an we're a national company and she was very condescending to me and here i was i was trying to arrange an appointment for somebody to have private cataract surgery which is is expensive and this is the attitude I was getting and I'm an optometrist so I would be an excellent referral source for that company but she just treated me with very little respect well no respect so in the end I got transferred to the Leeds branch and things weren't much better there and I said how much is private cataract surgery and she said to me Oh, I, I don't know. I, all I know is it's for the consultation, you have to pay £200 for the initial consultation. And I said, okay, that's that's fine. But how much is the actual surgery? My, I've got a, a patient here who wants to know the exact prices. And she said, well, I'm going to have to go and ask one of the secretaries because I, I, I don't know. So I said, well, that's, that's fine. My patient's just waiting. I, I'll wait. And she said, oh, okay then. And you could tell she was put out by this. This is her flaming job. <laughs> and so off she went. And a few minutes later, she came back uh, and she said, oh, the it's, it's two and a half thousand pounds uh, per eye. I said, right, that's great. Thank you. Now, uh, how soon can it be done? And, and she said to me, oh, well, I don't know. I'll have to ask one of the, the secretaries again. And, and there was just silence on the phone. I was waiting for her to say, I'll go and do it. But she, <laughs> she didn't. So I said, okay, well, please, could you do that? My pa my patient's waiting and uh, he would like to know uh, as much information as possible. And so, again, you could almost hear the sigh in her voice. She said, I'll, I'll go and ask. She came back and said, oh, I'm sorry. All the secretaries are busy right now. Can you ring back uh, a later time? I kid you not. I mean, it was unbelievable. The, and you'll find that this goes on in a lot of businesses, not just private ophthalmology, um, not just uh, optometry. Just about every business is really bad at handling the phone. The, the initial experience was really, really bad. But the moral of the story is that that company had 
missed out on an opportunity of five thousand British pounds, which is it's a lot of money. And do you think that's just happening to me? I don't think so. I think that company is is losing a lot of money. So I was only one person that rang up that day. There'll probably be several people, at least several people who ring up during the day to ask about surgeries. So they just lost £5,000 from me. So let's say they only do that to one other person. So they're potentially losing £10,000 a day in, in lost revenue. Okay. Now this, like I said, this is going on in your practice right now. So one example specific to an optometry practice that I hear that I was hearing before I fixed the problem was somebody rang up the practice and they were clearly just asking about the price of an eye examination. And my staff would say, oh, the eye examination is £29 or whatever the, the price is. And then the phone would go down. I would hear my staff say, okay, thank you, bye. And that was the end of the conversation. Or I was hearing something like, oh, the, the price of our multifocal lenses is X amount or the, the price of our sunglasses is X amount and then the phone would just go down. So you've got to really train your staff to how to handle the phone effectively. And one of the biggest uh, inquiries we get on the phone is price, like I did with this uh, private eye hospital. Now, if it's not handled properly, it's not handled for one thing friendly, then it then that's not a good start. And the second thing, if it's just if people don't know the price, like what happened with the private eye hospital, that's not very good either. And the third thing, if all you do, if all your staff are doing is given the price with nothing else, uh, no other information, then that's no good because people don't understand the the what else is going on in your practice uh, and you can't blame them as as human beings when we ring up somewhere our default question is always is typically a price related question how much does it cost so you want to be able to train your staff to handle the phone much more efficiently now to talk about this on a, a short little snippet of a podcast wouldn't do it justice, but I wanted to highlight the problem that the phone is is causing. So, like I said, in the in the eye hospital case, I would imagine they're losing around ten thousand pounds a day. Now, in a in an optometry practice, it may not be that high. We're not talking about ten thousand pounds a day, but let's just quickly go through the numbers so you this to try and hit this point home for you. So the first thing you need to know is how much is a patient worth to your practice? And across the US, a typical average transaction value is $300. So a patient uh, of your practice is on average worth uh, $300. So some are going to be spend a lot more than that. Some are going to spend a lot less. But on average, the statistics show it's around $300. Now, how many patients are you potentially losing from your phone not being handled properly? Let's do some simple math. Okay, so I am a solo practitioner and we're going to base the results on my practice because it's uh, it's a relatively small practice and the numbers would be much higher in, in 
busier practices. But there's still shockingly high uh, the amount of money you could potentially lose in even in a small practice. So let's quickly run through the numbers. How many, first of all, how many inbound calls, again, how many uh, people are ringing up with inquiries to your business? So I've tracked these results over several months. Uh, and you do this very simply, but you don't have to because these numbers will apply uh, to your practice. Uh, the, these are ballpark figures. But if you want to track the numbers, what you do is you set up a spreadsheet. Now, we use Google Docs, but you could just set up a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet. And I get my staff to enter in the results of the phone call. So why what was the reason of the phone call was it price inquiry was it a an appointment inquiry and then they put in a simple yes or no if an appointment was booked and i found in my practice we were getting around 400 phone calls in a month uh, inbound phone calls and it was around 25 percent of them were actual price inquiries or people uh, book, trying to book up for an appointment, appointment inquiries. So that is a, a, around 100 people every single month will ring in the practice for a, a price question or an appointment question. So if we just, I've got a calculator in front of me. So if we say that's 100 a month times by 12, it's obviously 1,200 in a year. So that's how many inquiries we were getting. Now, if you times that number by the average transaction value of a patient, that is $360,000 you could potentially get. And that's based on a small practice like myself. We, I only do around eight to 10 eye examinations a day. So we're relatively a small one-man band, uh, one band optometry practice. So this is a ballpark figure. Now, if you're not converting all your patients on price inquiries, you're losing a lot of money. So let's say your staff are doing a reasonable job and you're getting about 50% of, of, of price inquiries into actual pain patients. Now, you're losing, that sounds good, but you're actually losing around £180,000 in potential profits. Okay, yeah, that's a big chunk of change you're leaving on the table. So that's the importance of this podcast. I want to drive that message home to you. If all you do is spend the next few months on fixing your phone, getting your staff trained on the phone properly, then you're going to save yourself a small fortune. So you don't have to go out necessarily and spend lots of money on external marketing. This is all internal stuff I'm trying to teach you today. So get your phone fixed. If you want to know how to do it specifically, I've done a free training course and there is a, a module on there about how you should handle the phone and how the staff should handle the phone. Uh, you simply go to www.optometristmarketingacademy.com forward slash free that's f-r-e-e -E. and it is a web it's a webinar that i that i did it's a recorded webinar but you can still go in and uh watch the 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 presentation and the first part all it talks all about how to fix internal problems and one of them is fixing 
the phone. But today's real mission was just to highlight the problem of how such a simple thing of answering the phone can cause to your practice. So I hope you've got some valuable information from today and please go and try and fix the phone. Now I'm going to have to dash because I've actually got a patient in about an hour. Uh, I'm doing this podcast from my home office and so I need to grab a shower and a shave and fly off to my practice. So thanks again for listening and I will be back next time with another great optometrist business school podcast. Okay, thank you. Take care and goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Optometrist Business School podcast. If you want to advance your business education even faster, head over to www.optometristmarketingacademy.com for instant access to reports and online training classes. We will see you again next time for another episode of John Prowse's podcast show. And remember, your best preparation for tomorrow is doing your best today.